Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? Hey, it's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and we are back with another episode of On Course with Hart Ramsey. And you know, these conversations, we call them Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of Pastor Hart Ramsey as he speaks about life's issues, current events, challenges, and more directly to your heart. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gerard? I'm doing fantastic. I'm loving these conversations. So I want to go in a different direction because I think uh, I just feel like people will be inspired by this. You are a very wise man, and, and I don't know that I should publicly say this, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, you you actually did our marital counseling, and I, I you're a lifesaver for it. <laughs> we have said it a dozen times. You're a lifesaver. I want to talk about relationships. Um, because people, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking to get in relationships. And certainly now in 2017, there are so many ways to enter relationships, whether it is, you know, online dating, of course, social media, uh, things have moved at a rapid pace in terms of people connecting with each other. Let's talk about the gift of singleness and is it okay for someone right now in 2017 to be super successful and single, or should they really seek out being in a relationship? That is an amazing question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me start by saying this. Uh, singleness is a gift. It is. That is often overlooked and misunderstood. Wow. L- let me deal with the overlooked part. The, the ability to be the captain or the governor of you. you. You have your own space. You set your own time. You do your own thing. That, that is a rarity. And, and, and I'll say this. Most people who, who don't understand singleness, when they do enter a relationship where they end up married, they ruin, they ruin their covenant relationship trying to act single right because because they didn't understand the the nature single if you can't be whole as a single person you won't be whole as a married person absolutely because wholeness is something that happens to you it happens to you when you're with yourself it doesn't necessarily happen to you when you're with someone else wholeness is something that you that you by the grace of god work on and master yeah. Being whole, the, the, the um, you know, this term, and I, I like to uh, share this. It's a very um valuable piece of information. Is that our word, our English word alone, is is a compound of of two words. The words all one. Wow, all one. And so uh, when I'm alone, people when people hear alone, automatically they think loneliness. Which loneliness is nothing. It, I call it a sickness. Oh wow, loneliness is actually an emotional sickness. And, and I like to tell people it, it, it's the product of not spending enough of your alone time with God. When, when, I, when I become lonely, it means that I'm not giving God his portion of my alone time. My goodness. You know, it's like it's like we, we tithe. We tithe, we give a tenth of our increase 
Because the Bible teaches us that that is the way we circumcise our finances. In other words, that, that is the way I make, I wait, I make my um, finances profitable and effective. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I cut away the 10th part. I give it back to God because he gave it to me. I give it back to him in, in acknowledgement that you are my source. Yeah. Well, when I don't give a portion of my loan time to God, I'm saying to God that you're not the source. And, and I don't have the blessing and, and the gifting and the strength and the, the power on my loan time to be productive and to make the right decisions and to find the right connections and, and to, to um, make the right investments. So singleness, I believe singleness, I, I want to start by saying it is the most overlooked gift of God. And then it's misunderstood. Wow. Uh, some people think that that I always have to find something to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why don't you just spend the time growing? These people say, well, I need, I need people. What a, get friends. <laughs> right. Enjoy Enjoy family. Um, um, pick up a hobby, a, a profession. Make yourself, uh, um, uh, cause yourself to be, to be in a growth phase in your singleness. And then I believe this: in, in the process of you working on you, you find other people that are working on them, and and then the most uh, valuable relationships are formed. Whether they're romantic relationships or whatever, or, or just business relationships or just friendships, mm-hmm. they, they're formed when two people are in the process of working on themselves. That's good. That's really, really good. So let me ask you this, because certainly you have done your fair share of counseling over the years. Oh. What would you what would you find as, say, the top three issues that people avoid when it comes to working on themselves? That's a great question. Let me think. Okay, the, the first thing is is I'll, I'll, I'll just they're not in this order, but mm-hmm. number one, many people overlook the absolute immaturity. Wow, man, that's the, good. You know, just the, the the number one problem I have is with with people who who are who are maybe in their thirties, mm-hmm. but are still acting like they're in their teens. Yes, they, they're looking for. It's, it's interesting. They're looking out the window for mature relationship, but they never look in the mirror ah. to see that I'm being mature. And so invariably what happens is, is that they squander their long time, um, never growing. Ne- for example, in different areas, it's, it's financial, it's, it's, it's um, emotional, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's verbal. It's just the way that I communicate and, and the way I handle confrontation. Yeah. Uh, they ignore the, 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 their need to grow. That's the number one thing. The number two thing is that we misunderstand connections. Okay. And and and, and unfortunately, this is very prevalent in in our time where our uh, people would, uh, uh, for example, we don't understand the purpose of sexuality. Right. Sex sex is not a cure. Right. It's a bond. It's a bond. And so uh, and so. The, the, okay, I, I'll go into this real quickly. So in the act of marriage, um. People think that when you stand before the altar to be married, that the preacher, and I think I mentioned this in another segment where we were talking about same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. where the preacher doesn't marry you. What he does, he, he, he facilitates the vows and he oversees the actual covenant um, um, ceremony. Right. But the actual act of marriage happens in a bed. Right. And, it, and, and it's a bond. As a matter of fact, and the more a married couple um, engages in sexual intimacy is the closer their bond becomes mm. because sex is a bond it's not a cure so people people think sex is a cure for loneliness uh, or sex is a, is a, is a cure for feel, feeling on love listen sex is not love and love is not sex right sex is sex and love is love <laughs> right. right you don't get them confused you know i've heard it said that, that uh, women will give you love i'll give you sex to be loved 
Okay. Uh, men will give you love for sex. Right. And and I think it's important that 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 uh the the number one thing that I mentioned was immaturity. The next thing is 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 a misunderstanding of sexual intimacy. We don't understand that how important that is, and so we invariably end up giving ourselves to all these people, mm-hmm. and then we end up broken and damaged and hurt. And and when when a, a, a right relationship comes or the prospect of one comes, we're emotionally unavailable because we're healing from some wound that we should have never had. Good grief. So that's the second thing that I have to counsel a lot. And the third thing I have to counsel a lot uh, is, is people with trust issues. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let me tell you how trust issues could be a problem. It's uh, when, when you have trust issues, and, and for those of you who are listening right now, this should help you. I, I pray it does. Is that we always we always project the pain, the disappointment, the betrayal of the last relationship Onto the next relationship. Mm. And so we actually, because we, we have not forgiven or we haven't let go or we haven't dealt with what other people have done to us, then we, we bring it forward into the new relationship that we're looking at. And we're, ask, we're asking this person to take a stand and, and answer these questions for what the other person did to me. Wow. So, 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 um, uh, uh, in particular, you find yourself dealing with um, an issue. Uh, I, 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 there's a situation I'm, I'm counseling, and and of course, you know, I, I protect the people I'm counseling. But this sure. is an interesting situation, and I, I kind of change the scenario just a little bit so we, it won't. I won't give anything away. Sure. But, but but there's one person who um who was pretty much a, a guy. He's out there. He's doing his thing, you know, and he's going from person to person to person. And then he gets married, and now his his wife can't go anywhere because he thinks that she's gonna do. To him, oh, what wow. he's done so many times before. Wow, and 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 it's 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 choking the, the relationship, and 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 in the absence of some extreme makeover in in the way I think and the way I process this, um, as far as the guy is concerned, he's going to lose a, a a very good thing. Right, right. So those are the top three that, that I've been counseling on thus far. Man, those are really, really good. And, you know, it's funny when when people are single, uh, it's almost like getting married is the goal, like graduating high school or graduating college. And there seems to be the forgotten moment that says, after I graduate high school, there's something I'm supposed to do with this diploma. (laughs) (laughs) Or after I graduate college, there's a job I'm supposed to go get. You know, so my my question is, before we get to the marriage part, what is it that people can do to ensure that they remain self-aware? Because if we don't go to marriage and we just go to relationship, you know, when people go from being able to change their status on Facebook from single to in a relationship, you know, they get all these cheers and people feel as though they have arrived, not realizing there's still a whole lot of work to be done. So what can people do when their status is changed to make sure that they are still self-aware about the changes that they need to make in their own lives. I believe one of the first things that they have to do is to realize that, that they're in a relationship with a real person. Ah, that's good. And, and there's, a, there's a particular reason that that person chose them. In partic- you know, there's a particular reason. So I believe that it, it, to remain self-aware, I have to realize that I have a person who, who, um, who has chosen me, who wants to be in a relationship with me, and I, I owe it to myself and to them to give them my best. Um, um, and, and that is the number one cause for relationship breakdown. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, people get in a relationship 
And I like to say that they send a representative right. to negotiate to re- negotiate the deal. And after the, nego- the negotiation is finished, then the representative turns it over to the real person who comes in and did nothing like uh, what they were represented to be. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, it, and, and I think it, it's important. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a newlywed. We've been married, I guess, um, going on a little bit over eight months. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that, that's important is for, is for me, um, well, my wife has this thing about her where she just she just takes care of herself. She mm. she's very she loves herself. Okay. First, and, and that's one of the things I love about her is that she loves herself. Yeah, that's good. So, so I'm never I'm never having to to um till a babe you know um fix this or do this because she's always on top of herself. And then um she's very very open. She just asks me, "What do you think? How, how am I doing?" And I and I do the wow. same thing with her. Um, she she's got me now where I'm saying, "Hey, you like this? What do you think?" And 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 we have this relationship where. Uh, and we we are committed to keeping it uh, this way. We we don't want to get to a place where one day we look up and and we're we're miles apart, right? Because we drifted apart, um, out of neglect. Right. Neglect is the death of a relationship. Man, say that again. Jeez. It is. I mean, when you start neglecting yourself and neglecting your partner, it it is the it is the end. I mean, it, it, it's nothing. It's an assassin. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. And what I don't think people realize, uh, particularly in our fast-paced culture where, you know, everybody's trying to work and get their money and get their status, et cetera, et cetera, whatever's important to people, it can become very, very easy to lose your way in a relationship. Um, yeah. And so I want to ask you, how can people stay aware, not just of themselves, but of their partner? Because a lot of times, while self-awareness is important, it is also equally important to be aware of where your partner is in all of this. What can people do to really zone in on their partner? You know, one of the things that, that we overlooked and, and I always say this is that we, we hear words being used quite a bit and don't know what they mean or we don't care to delve into the definition. And, and the answer to your question is, is, is communicate. Right. But, but because by definition, when you think about communication is it's not just talking and listening, but communication is, is a way to synchronize two hearts. Hmm. Wow. Um, what, what we do is it's, it's, it's by it's by honest question and, and honest answer. 
I get an assessment of where my, my mates or where my partner's heart is. And I get and I get to let them know where my heart is. And then so we continually make adjustments because people are not rocks. We're going to change. Right. And for, here's the thing that people need to understand. If you've been married in any length of time or in a relationship in any length of time, people change every day. Every day. And what determines how what direction they change in is, is the experiences they go through or the faith that they have in, in their God, the faith that you have in God and how you allow it to affect your everyday life. Mm-hmm. It, it, it affects all your, the changes you go through. So in communication, in honest communication, in scheduled communication, in spontaneous communication, we're able to, and in honest, that the key word is honest communication. Yes. I get to tell you where I am. I get to tell you what I feel. And, 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 and watch this. This is important. We don't punish each other for being honest. Yes. Because the, when you start punishing people for being honest, then the, then then there's a, there's a psychological uh, um, component called emotional linkage. And in emotional linkage, I start linking my honesty to punishment. Wow. So so I'm, I don't want to be honest with you because I know you're going to beat me up or you're going to you're going to be mad. Or, so so I I will start kind of being less and less honest with you mm-hmm. because I don't want to go through the drama of my honesty being taken the wrong way or my honesty being taken personally. Wow. Wow. And so You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so the, the key thing for keeping us as one and keeping our hearts and, and our relationships strong is that we have to have honest communication and then we have to be sensitive. We can't be mean. We can't we can't say things that will be harsh or harmful. We have to communicate our truth in a way that says, man, listen, this is the reality, but I love you. Yes. And and, I, and then another thing also while I'm on a roll is that like, <laughs> keep going. I love it. Is, is you don't you don't just communicate the negative stuff. Right. Don't wait till something goes wrong to say, well, this is wrong. No, communicate all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Communicate all the all the wonderful things. Every once in a while, I say, you know what I really appreciate about you, or you know what, you know what, man, I, send send a text, send a, a, a card, um, different forms of communication. Communicate, and listen, I really love you, um, for who you are. But you know, when you do this and thing, affirm certain things, and then there's a way to correct an adult. Yes. You know, yes. uh, like my wife is one thing she does is, you know, she 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 doesn't have a system for putting things away. So I'm a very systematic person. I'm a very right. organized person. So I'd be looking for something and like, hey, I'm about to I'm, bu- I'm about to light a candle. Where's the where's the lighter? Right. And, she, uh, and one time she says in this drawer, the next time it's in that drawer. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is like, listen, pick a spot <laughs> and stick with it. Yeah. That spot. And, and, you know, I, I have to communicate it in a way where she doesn't feel like I'm, I'm treating her like a child. Right. But my thing is that we're going to find you're going to find that the person that you're you're with um they, they have strength and they have weaknesses and yes. if her weakness is organization then then i get a chance to be a blessing to her and have her to watch the way i organize in hopes that it rubs off and, and if it doesn't and if she doesn't want to if she doesn't want to be organized then guess what then we're a team then i'm mm-hmm. the organized part of the team you know, you, you said something that reminded me of one of the greatest lessons that we learned as a married couple. We were in the middle of an argument, a rather heated discussion. And, um, you know, it was, it was early on in our marriage and, you know, it was, we were really having, I don't even remember what the issue was, but I knew that we were upset with each other for a couple of days and we sat down to have this conversation and my wife said something that was so profound. You ever have that moment when your partner says something so profound and you're mad at them, but you can't be mad anymore because it's so good. And, And she says to me, she says, you know, the truth is, you're not my enemy. And I went, mm-hmm. huh? 
Oh my God, that's so good. You know, that is true. It, it, it's the truth. And, and so what you said about being on the same team is key. Talk to us about how couples can come to understand that they are not against each other. Because I think in early stages of relationships, it can feel like I have to prove I'm right. I have to show you my way is right, et cetera, et cetera, versus being able to share the perspective that you did, that I get the chance to help you in this area so that we can, you know, be successful as a team. I, I think it's, it's um, a training that we receive through the relationships we've experienced. That's good. We've been taught to think of ourselves as a half mm. of the relationship. Right. And, and, you know, um, the Bible says about, and it's, I'm particularly talking about marriage now, the Bible says that um, it, it speaks of God joining together, let that man put asunder, but it says, therefore, one man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to one wife, right. and they too shall become one. Okay, now, it says one plus one gives me two mm-hmm. to be made one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the miracle of marriage. Wow. I, uh, one half plus one half becoming one is not a miracle. It's math. Mm. You know, that's math. I mean, yeah. a half plus a half is always going to be one right. wherever you are in the world. But for, for God to take one plus one to make one, that's a miracle. That is. And so I think that has to be emphasized in the relationship. Not only are we one in terms of like uh, the fact that we are married, but but we have to come. We have to start thinking of we're one family. We we, um, we we share one heart. We share you know with two bodies or two souls, but uh, um, actually one soul that lives in two bodies. Right. That's the, the term soul mate refers to um, one soul that shares two bodies, and so a couple has to actually start c- uh, communicating that to one another. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, um, the Bible says we're members one of another, and and, the, and we have to say it before we argue. We have to. Con- it has to be a part of our dialogue, a part of our, our normal. We're one. Mm-hmm. We're one. I, I, we're the same team. We're one. Sit, your mate does something wrong. Over, I got you. Instead of calling your mate, for example, and say, "Hey, you left. You left your clothes on the floor again." <laughs> right. Right. As if. As if. Um. I am. You're the messy one. I'm, I'm the tidy one, mm-hmm. and I'm teaching you how to get. No. But if, if we're in the same team, what what happens is. I pick the clothes up and then I, I, I put away knowing that you tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if it becomes a bother, I start, I may say to you, Hey, why do you always put your clothes on the floor? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the other person may say, you know what? I never realized I did that. And right. now you communicate it in a time when you're not upset. Right. It, 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 let me give an alternative res- um, approach. You know what? I'm sick and tired of you leaving these daggone clothes on this ground. Pick up after yourself. Right. <laughs> That's offensive. And now all of a sudden, I feel it, it communicates rejection. Yeah. As opposed to, um, uh, I've been picking up the clothes after you and say, hey, you know what? I've been picking up the clothes. Is something going on? I mean, why do you do that? And I remember the first time that happened to me, I went, you know, I didn't realize I was doing that. Right. Right. I, I, this is a funny story. I got to tell you this story. Yeah. So I come out, come in. The bedroom, and I look at, and I say, you know what? Th- what? What is this mess? All these clothes everywhere. <laughs> and I looked around. And my wife was like, "Um, babe, they're all yours." <laughs> I was like, no, they're not. And I, as I look around, I start going through it. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like this is a this is a moment. It's a moment for the ages. When I said, "I'm so sorry," I said, "I didn't know I was that messy." She says, "Now she comes to my rescue." She says. The only time you leave your clothes around is when you rush in 
to get changed, to get a shower, to go run back out. She said, you're really busy. Wow. She said, so don't beat yourself up. You're just busy. Wow. You see how that works? Man. And, and now she reinforces for me that not only is she my t- and she said, I usually get them. She said, but I was, I got busy myself. She said, but I got you. I said, no, babe, I got it. So together we cleaned up, we picked all the stuff up. And her thing is like, she said, you, you do that when you're in a hurry. You, that's how you, that's how you, you get dressed. You, you, you change out of one clothes, you run in the shower, you grab the, the new clothes that I, I prepare for you and you're out the door. Yeah. And so it says, she says, she said, she makes me, she made me to understand. So now whenever I'm more conscious and aware that when I'm preparing to do something, I don't just leave her mess to clean up. She helped, she actually helped me. She communicated to me, Hey, I got your back. That's a massive moment that I feel like a lot of people, men and women, can really learn from. Because, again, if somebody is communicating with you from the standpoint of I'm on your side versus, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, it just it breeds different results. And I think it's a huge, huge thing. Talk to me about um and this goes for both women and men. Um, there's always somebody who, well, I won't say always, but there can be, there can be people at times who feel as though they are always right. <laughs> you know, as though, you know, hey, I, listen to me. I've, I've, all, I've always got it. How do you address that person who feels as though they are always right, particularly on those times when, they're not right. But how, how do you address that particular mentality? I think that there has to be, again, as, as having using words as seeds. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a time where you have to you have to kind of put the seed in their heart. Yeah. You know, babe, sometimes you come across like you're always right and I'm always wrong. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is because of our flawed humanity, no one is always anything. We're just not that consistent. Right. So, so, um, and, and granted you're right a lot in, in many areas, but sometimes you're wrong too. And I, and I think the thing about it is, is that, is that, um, it's pride, but it's not the overt type of pride. It's the subtle kind. And sometimes the kind of pride that the person doesn't even realize that they have. Wow. Because now in the relationship, they've set themselves up as the one in the relationship who, who if it wasn't for me, this thing would fall apart. Mm. When in reality, you see what I'm saying? They, yeah. they put themselves in, in an oversight position when in any effective relationship, there is no oversight. It's teamwork. Right, right. I mean, we're, we're a team. I mean, either we both on the floor um, playing on the court or we're, we're in the sideline uh, coach, assistant coach, depending on the moment. Mm-hmm. But. I can't. I can't see myself as the one with superior knowledge and superior insight, and it's pride. Yeah, man, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It it is. It is an issue of pride. So let me ask this question: There are, you know, I'm certain that there are single people who are listening to this saying, "I can, I just can't wait to get married." You know, <laughs> and of course, there are married people who are saying, "I just can't wait to get single." But. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the person that is single and that is not married, let let's talk about a, a couple of things that they probably don't know about marriage that they need to know. Hmm. The first thing is, you know, uh, John Gray says something that I thought was so amazing. John said that marriage is God's attack on selfishness. My goodness, <laughs> that is the truth. If you're going to be, if one of the most difficult things about marriage that people totally overlook and it's so obvious is once you're married, you're not single anymore. Right. And that's, it sounds so simple, but think about it. It's not. You know, it's the difference between outside and inside. 
once you're inside, you're not outside anymore. <laughs> right, right. So whatever, so whatever you liked about being outside, the sun, the, the flowers, the breeze, whatever, it's not in the house. That's right. Okay, and if if if, if you if you're personally, like you say, well, I just like the, I, I like the outdoors, I, I like the indoors. So once you're outside, you're not inside anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important about this, and and the, the the takeaway from that is, you lose something when you get married. You gain a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think people begin to miss what they've lost. That's true. For example, when you're single and someone compliments you and tell you how wonderful you look, right. sometimes, even if they see a picture of you on social media and they inbox you and say, man, hey, baby, you look dope, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, when you're single, depending on your personality, it may be appropriate to say, well, thank you and blush. Right. When you're married, that's never appropriate to say thank you and blush. Right. Because your mate may not think that's cool. Right. So there's certain there's certain things that you lose. Another thing about about being married that, that people overlook too is that is that all of a sudden nothing really just belongs to you anymore. <laughs> That's true. Oh my lord. <laughs> especially space. I mean, you 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 have. I mean, especially if you if you're married to a cuddler or someone that's really really connected. Yeah. I mean, you better not be a person that wants your own private anything because you're going to share every part of your world. Every part. You know that's that's the that's the part of it. Another thing too is um um you you cannot well privacy is redefined of course yes uh, privacy is redefined and and another big issue Gerard that I deal with with married couples especially the newlyweds is 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 the the money mm, yeah um is that is that all, you inherit not just the not just a new family in laws but you also inherit whatever financial. Um, obligations, mm-hmm. responsibilities. You inherit their their um their credit report, right? Or the credit rating. You you inherit. That's a major part of it for the good, or for, or for better or for worse. I mean, you're gonna you inherit it. It's not a negative thing. It's just something you need to know, right? You need to know, and 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 when a, your, your mate has a financial issue, it's not just their financial issue. They, like, if my wife says to me, "Hey, you know, I don't have any money," I, this is a good example, real life example. We were talking about something, and my wife said, "I said, well, are you gonna do that?" And she said, "Well, I don't have the money." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I had to stop and say, "Wait a minute! As long as I have the money, you have the money." Right. And she said, "Well, she said I, I don't see it like that." I said, "Well, we, let's talk about that." And we had a long discussion mm-hmm. about how. To how we look at our finances, and I had never had a discussion with her about. I'm a caretaker. I'm a guardian. Mm-hmm. I, and listen, I'm my wife is not going to be without, and I have exactly the, the very definition of a husband to me is the the, the, the the word actually means house band or the one who holds the house together. My goodness. So my job, my job is to make sure um, if she needs it and I, and I have it, then she's got it. Absolutely. So I hope that answers enough about. Yeah, that that is that is so good. And and again, I part of the reason that we're having this conversation is, you know, I know people are very interested in relationships, but they don't seek out certain questions to ask, some of which they don't know and some of which they're just blinded by, you know, oh my god, I want what I don't have. And yeah. so, you know, there's this rush to get involved in relationships. And so let let me ask this one before we go. 
And that's this. For the person who's in the relationship and they're just not happy, you know, Mm. and it could be because things have drifted. It could be because they've grown into two different people. It could be, you know, for a number of reasons. What advice would you give to that person uh, who's unhappy and they're trying to figure out what do they do next? Well, it depends. And let me get some clarification. Are you talking about unhappy in a marriage? Let's talk unhappy in a marriage because certainly un- – well, no, 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 no. Let's talk unhappy before marriage. And here's why I want to do that because there are people who are in relationships who treat it like it's marriage and it's mm. really not. That's you know, good. So I, I want to talk to those folks because perhaps we can avoid somebody from making a decision that's really permanent. Well, I'm going to say this, and this if, if it's not marriage, if, there, if there's no covenant in place and you're not happy, really do a hard assessment as to why. Yeah. And, and, and be honest. I mean, be, be, I mean, downright. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you say, you know what? It's not that they don't they're not doing something right. It's just that I have this expectation or this this desire or I've always wanted or I've always liked. And be honest. Yeah. Because of the, the bottom line is this. I mean, you, you say, well, I don't want to hurt them. The one of the worst things you could do is, is, to, is to make a lifelong covenant. Good Lord. With going into the situation knowing that there's that, that five, six, seven things that you just hate or even two, three major things, or even one for that matter, mm-hmm. that you just can't live with. You don't do that. Don't do it because you don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Listen, either you hurt their feelings or you hurt yourself, right? And I, I promise you, people will heal if you if you if you if you do it correctly. People heal, right? And and be honest, and, and don't just say well, it's it's me, it's not you. No, give an explanation. If you if you spoil the certain things, listen, I, I'm spoiled in this area, and I'm, and I have to work on it. But but we're not going to work, and it's okay to say we're not going to work, and and you have to be okay with people being mad at you because. You made a decision that's right for you. Right. You have to because after you listen, especially for people um, with the savior complex, you will marry someone because um, you don't like certain things about it, but you will marry them to save them. You're not Jesus. No. You don't. You are not sent to say. You're not their savior. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not. They're, what, what a woman needs is a husband. What a man needs is a wife. Not a savior. Jesus Christ is the only savior. That's right. You know, you make decisions based on, 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 because at the end of the day, I'll be honest with you, I love my wife. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you love a person. And even if they're things, and they're going to be things that, that are kind of against the grain of what you like. And sure. you have to ask yourself, is this, what it, is this something I could work with? Is this something I could live with? Is, is, this, is this a deal breaker? Right. Ask the major question. Ask the hard questions before you say I do. Right. Man, that is so, so good. I hope you guys have really benefited from this special episode of On Course with Heart Ramsey. It's, it's a heart-to-heart session uh, where we're talking about relationships. And certainly around this time of year, people, you know, just Cupid is flying around or you think he's flying around. We need solid, solid practical advice uh, to help us be clear on what we're doing. And I think today's session has done that. If this session has impacted you, reach out to us on social media Use the hashtag heart to heart. And certainly we will check that out and we, we would love to hear from you. We'll probably do some more of this relationship talk uh, on another session because I think this is absolutely fantastic. You're listening to On Course with Heart Ramsey.